All right, so let's get into it. We have Jay here today because the last episode we talked about a little bit about real estate investing as a millennial. Yes. What are some things that you should consider when you're first thinking about buying property? And Jay here has definitely um, had his hand in some real estate, right? Yes. yes, yes. <laughs> um, I would say that uh, I got into real estate initially to be an investor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to like wholesale. I wanted to flip, fix and flip. I wanted to buy and hold. That was kind of my main strategy to get into real estate. Mm-hmm. And uh, I figured I'd be a real estate agent, you know, but I didn't really want to be a real estate agent. I just wanted to get my license. And, you know, I kind of got more money from being a real estate agent. (laughs) Initially, it was kind of easier. It's like less um, barrier to entry, I would say, like to get a to get a deal on a contract um, versus the investor route. So uh, I kind of kind of went that route. And then um, I sold a lot of deals to investors. I worked with a lot of investors. And um, my mentor, he he ran like a really large investing group, um, Renegade Realty Group that, um, you know, I, I got a lot of sauce from them. I got a lot of different um, experiences from that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I think you're being kind of like modest about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, talking about it like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah, I sold, sold a few deals. deals. I mean, no, I, <laughs> I mean, Jay's been Jay's been killing it. And actually, I, I met Jay because Jay's also a realtor here at Front Page Properties at yes. the brokerage that uh, Valencia and I are both at. And I met Jay a while back. And I mean, just to see from, you know, you from that right. standpoint to yeah. where you are now, I mean, you've been killing it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, your work ethic is, is, is great and to be commended. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, you've been exactly I, like, I gotta give a lot of credit to my mentor because mm-hmm. um like i think that accelerated my growth because he was such he was so in you know deep in with the investor community mm-hmm. that uh, i met a lot of investors and a lot of people who um are really big in the investing community and they taught me so much so um that's kind of why you know i don't try to like you know mm-hmm. say yeah. it too much because i learned so much from other people and so many other um investors around me Right. That um, mm-hmm. I kind of just feel like I kind of piggyback off their success sometimes. You know what I mean? So Exactly. Yeah. And that's why I love to stress the importance of finding a mentor and finding a teacher, even if you have to invest in it, even if you have to, um, you know, get yourself uncomfortable and put yourself out there in order to gain someone to look up to. It's very important, no matter what the industry that you're getting into is, whether it be real estate or, you know, anything. So yeah, I, I would definitely stress that um, if you're thinking about getting into real estate and starting your investing journey or your real estate journey, definitely um, reach out to reach out to an agent who's experienced. Reach out to someone who is doing what you are doing right now in order to get to where you want to be. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. So you know, again, our last episode we talked about uh, just investing as a millennial yeah. and things to look out for and um, how to get started. So I mean. You know, what are what are some tips that you might have for, let's say, uh, somebody that is just kind of, you know, starting their investor journey? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think the big the first thing is just to figure out your strategy and like to figure out your direction. So, like, what's your goal? Like, do you want to make active income or do you want to make passive income? Mm-hmm. Um, that's like the biggest question that I'm asking people if they come to me saying that they want to invest in Detroit or if they want to invest in real estate, or they want to wholesale. You kind of figure out what's your real strategy because if you want to do active income you know you need to be focusing on fixing uh fixing flips or you need to be focusing on wholesale deals or right. you know i mean being a real estate agent is a great way to learn how to be you know how to do real estate deals you know mm-hmm. so just learning the be- getting the best foundation from um figuring out your strategy is kind of the first step will be my uh, recommendation mm-hmm. um and then also the mentorship is really big i paid for mentorship in the beginning which like, you know, I jumped out the porch. I'm like, all right, I'm about to, I'm about to go ahead and just, you know, they got the gurus that's going to mm-hmm. charge you $10,000 for a course. And 20, mm-hmm. I know people pay $20,000, dollars $40,000. I wouldn't recommend doing that mm-hmm. um, just for the simple fact that for me, it helped me because it's like, all right, I put this money up. I got to make it work now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that's why it helped me. But I, my mentor was... I will find I found better mentors without having to pay that price tag just okay. by like reaching out to people, figuring out who's really doing the deals, who's really doing the work, and then just you know finding a way to be of service to them. Mm-hmm. Like I drove my mentor around for I don't know like months. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that sounds like something off of a movie. Listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I, I made myself available um, mm-hmm. to help him out, and then in turn I kind of saw what he was doing. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And he, you know, he'll tell you he's not the best teacher, but um, 
he can soak up some game just by seeing things in action. You know what I mean? So finding that mentor and just figuring out, like, do you want to do active income or do you want to do a passive income strategy would probably be the first thing because there's so many, you know, different avenues to go as far as investing. Now, our listeners, they don't they don't necessarily have the the knowledge. Oh, like, man. So right, I want to I want to back All it up right. a bit. Well, you know what? J- j- before you before you go into that, you know, it's, it's crazy because I had asked Jay a while back. I don't know if he mm-hmm. remembers that, but um, I was like, you know. I, I need to learn more about the investing side of real estate, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for my own personal investments. So we never had that meeting, but I feel like this is, you know, okay. the time where I'm actually right. getting this meeting is <laughs> like we're meeting on camera and I'm going to be learning a lot from them, you know, as exactly. we're talking. So this is exactly. And it's I never funny. thought about that. that. That was good. The active and passive. Exactly. And it's yeah. funny because actually just to piggyback off of what you said, I actually met Jay inside of a, a real estate deal during a transaction right, before yeah, he even sure. came to our company. Mm-hmm. He was on the other side of, my, you're on the buyer side of my listing that I sold in North Rosedale Park. And I really admired how you were a great agent. You thank know, you, 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 you did were, what you yeah, needed to you do in order to well. get your buyer yeah, the house. Sure. And there are, there were other agents who were um, talking to me and trying to get their buyer the home. And I was doing the highest and best situation. But you really stood out because you really took the time to modify your offer and bring it to where it needed to be in order to get the property and your clients. Of course, won that situation. Right. We yeah. had the opportunity to work to with each other. And you're a very diligent agent. We had mm-hmm. appraisal issues and Jay fought them mm-hmm. and got his client the home. But anyway, just to back Tell it up a bit. About that. They don't even nah. <laughs> <laughs> don't never know what you done did. Right, yeah, right. No, they don't know the behind no. the scenes. He they don't fought. Know the behind he fought scenes. tooth and nail for his client. Exactly. I mean, that's something I've noticed too. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, the work ethic. So yeah. Exactly. But it helps when you got an agent that, you know, like you are a great agent. You worked with me as well. So I, I appreciate it because I think we both was on the same page. Mm-hmm. And it, and when we both on the same page, it's kind of a win-win. You don't have exactly. to fight the other agent. It's not no. an industry. Like, we're working me, together. I've we all want to make sure our client gets the house. I've been on the we other end of a too. Valencia Page deal too, so I, I, I <laughs> definitely yeah. understand. It makes it so much easier when mm-hmm. you uh, you both are going in the same direction. Yeah, you know? but she don't. But she for her client though. Yeah, but so, she don't play around though. She said she said the little the little extra that you do. Y'all see the suit. Mm-hmm. No games. Okay, no yeah. games. She's not, giving, she's not giving you no passes. No, not, no, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. But um, like I said, some of our listeners, they don't necessarily, you know, have or know the terminology that we're using right. when it comes to flip vixen flips or right. wholesaling or, you know, passive income and things of that nature. So we definitely want to divulge what those things are okay um uh, i don't want to be too nerdy and like give yeah. you all, no like, give us the know, real yeah, just we need the real too, nervous, yeah. uh, too nerdy or like go too yeah. in-depth in depth give us something everything. that we can digest like level one yeah, like yeah. Level very one, basic though, like, understanding so yeah. when i said pick your criteria like are you going to be active you know looking for active income or passive income mainly what i'm saying is are you looking to get money um where you put the work in or are you looking to put money in and just get your money back? So a passive income strategy would be like a buy and hold investor. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody who purchases a property, uh, maybe rehabs it um, and just holds on to it and rents it out to a tenant. They consistently get maybe $800 to $1,000 in Detroit. You know, they get maybe $800 to $1,000 a, uh, a month in rent. And that comes no matter if they, you know, out of town, you know, there's certain things that they have to do to manage it, but it's not a lot of actual work going into it. You know, no matter what, they're going to continue to get that income mm-hmm. um, versus an active income strategy, which would be like a fix and flip investor who um, is a more short term um, situation where they're looking to purchase a property um, at a discounted value, uh, put some money into it, renovate it, and then ultimately sell it for uh, a higher value to get a, 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 a large return in a short amount of time. You know, I, got, I have a question about that. Do you find, and I think I'm, we might be missing a few steps here and I might be jumping ahead, but do you find that um, an investor gets a, if they do like a fix and flip, do they get um, more of a return on their investment by putting it on market or selling it off market after they've renovated it? Um, I think that ultimately it just depends on the buyer. Like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if, if you... I think it's the best. If I was to fix and flip a property, I'm gonna put it on the market. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's the best. It's gonna get you the most exposure, and it won't hurt you. You can still sell it to that same buyer off market um, if it's on the market if they come with the right offer. That's so true. You exactly. just opening. You know, you should probably any open fix more and doors. Flipper, yeah, open more doors to you. I, I've sold a property off market. Um, Where's the camera? You, you hear that? <laughs> I mean, like a, you know, for a fix and flip on market. <laughs> no, off market. I sold a uh, fix yeah. and flip. Yeah, off market. I sold it. Uh, you know, to a buyer of mine, 
you know, I guess you call it a pocket listing, but that one kind of worked in the favor of both uh, the buyer and the seller because the property wasn't done with renovations mm -hmm. and due to Corona, he couldn't get the contractors in there. Mm -hmm. So like we couldn't list, you know what I mean? We mm -hmm. couldn't get to the market to get all of the pool of the buyers, but he's still on the timeline paying money. You know, he wants to get this house sold. So ASAP, right. yeah. So like it, that, you know, it is some benefits in certain situations, but it, you know, overall I would say list that house because it's going to get you the most exposure. All exactly. Right. Exactly. And a lot of people, I guess they wonder how to find their footing inside of the real estate, inside of real estate investing. Mm -hmm. They also ask, um, you know, should I get my real estate license? To, you know, should is that the place where I should start? And um, with you, I know you started by getting your real estate license. Would you suggest that for others or would you say that um, you could use the information that's free out there in order to learn the game and get the knowledge the same way or similarly in order to start your investment journey, whether that be with rental properties mm -hmm. or fixes and fix and flips? Uh, I would say I, people ask me that all the time and I always tell them, like, if you want to sell real estate to people, then get your real estate license. If you want to be a real estate investor, you don't necessarily need it. You know what I mean? So, you know, if you wanted to just wholesale, it could help you having access to the MLS, but mm -hmm. it costs way more to be a real estate agent if you're not making money as a real estate agent. Yeah. I agree. You know what I mean? So that's why I just, like, no, I would... If you want to sell real estate, <laughs> definitely agree with that. You're going to have to sell some real yeah, estate. you got to sell some real estate. <laughs> it's cool, exactly. Like, it's cool because exactly. if you do want to, you know do fix and flip, or if you want to learn more about the market, being a real estate agent does help you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like just even knowing how to pull comps and knowing what that, just having the confidence to know like, oh, I know this house in this area. Cause mm -hmm. I, I done had buyers and I done had sellers or I had a house on this street. Like I sold a house, I had like three houses that I sold on one street. You know what I mean? Like, you know, two blocks, you know what I mean? So like those type of situations, I know that area, you know, mm -hmm. that little area, that little pocket behind Mario Grove. Like mm -hmm. I just got a, in fact, yeah. I just did a close the deal last week, um, right in that area. Cause I was talking to you mm -hmm. about it. Cause I, yeah, we was talking about yeah, I had I, the Green Lawn Street that was around the corner. I had mm -hmm. wholesale, I had a wholesale contract on Ohio. Mm -hmm. I sold a wholesale contract on Ohio. And then I sold that, um, the retail investor that wanted to fix and flipped, he bought a house and renovated it and sold it on Ohio. Okay. So like, and it's like, I can look and see all these houses like mm -hmm. on the same street. Cause I, so. cause I caught him about the uh, the comps because of the appraisal. Okay. And mm -hmm. I just went, I was like, eh, you think this is an appraise? And it, and it appraised at the value that we needed it to appraise at. Cause mine was on Cherry Lawn. Okay. Well, yeah, mine's on Green Lawn. I so. want to back it up again, y'all. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I, I, I don't want this to fly over yeah. no one. Exactly. Real estate yeah. terminology. Yeah. So. Right. <laughs> because I need, I need my listeners to digest <laughs> right. this. Okay. So. The thing is, what I is like a wholesale? Like the debate moderator. <laughs> 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 no, seriously, because yeah. you know, to the average listener, because I, like I said, I just right. had a conversation last night um, with a young lady inside of a, um, the a nail salon <laughs> about real estate, and um, she was asking me, "Hey, you know, what should I do first? You know, what is this? What is that?" And I want to make sure that this is real digestible for the for the person who doesn't know anything right. about right. real estate. Like I, you know what I mean? I I I maybe make coffee every day for right. a living i know nothing about selling about a house selling or a house. buying a house so, so yeah so, what so would be comparables by the way because right. i know people yeah, are saying the comps and comparables before we even get to that i want to yeah. know what wholesaling is what wholesaling right. a deal is because you don't yeah. necessarily have to have your real estate license to wholesale a deal yeah. and there has been tons and tons of talk on social media about wholesaling here in the detroit market right. You hear it even on the radio, the you come and flip this house with other people's money. Mm. That commercial. <laughs> right, yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. to the person that doesn't necessarily know what wholesaling is, you know, what would you define wholesaling as? Um, so wholesaling is uh, basically another active income strategy. So, you know, that's something that you, you know, you're going to, you got to put the work in to get the result. But you basically, let's say Justin wants to sell his house for $50,000. Um, and Valencia, I know Valencia is looking for homes in that area and she's willing to pay $60,000 for that same home that Justin wants to pay. I mean, Justin wants to sell. Um, I will offer Justin $50,000 for that property and then turn around and sell it to Valencia within a certain time frame um, before I actually close on the property. So that's kind of fact. That's the difference between wholesaling and hoteling. Um, basically, I'm offering to buy this house for $50,000. I signed that contract to Valencia for mm -hmm. a $10,000 fee. That's the difference between what she wants to pay for it and what you're willing to sell it for. 
And then me as the wholesaler, I take home that 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 commission. So mm-hmm. that's wholesaling in a nutshell. The now, simple version. Now you mentioned hoteling. Mm-hmm. Can you explain what hoteling is? So hoteling is the same concept. Um, it's the same exact concept, but in this sense, I have fifty thousand dollars that I can actually purchase your home mm-hmm. with. So um, in that event that uh, you know, if I wanted to hotel it, like I said, you said you know what's better selling it off market or on market? I might purchase that property for fifty thousand um, dollars close on it mm-hmm. and then go and just relist it because I know that it's worth 70, 75 on the market. And mm-hmm. even with real estate fees, I'm still going to be able to profit. And usually you might hotel if you're going to make more money than just doing an assignment or contract. Mm-hmm. Right. Which you just gave wholesale. a whole lot of people a whole lot of free game. You a know that, right? Free game. Yeah. <laughs> that was a whole lot of free that's information. What we, that's what we're here for, right? I, mm-hmm. I learned from the best, man. <laughs> I learned from the best. A lot of people, you know, helped me. They gave me free game. You know what I mean? So like, that's the reason why and I and I studied it, so that's kind of how I know it, the way that I know it now, and I done it, you know what I mean. So, but everybody that's I, I got people that done it way more than me, so you know what I mean. Like I try to be humble with it. That's what I'm saying. So, because there's a lot of people that's killing the game with wholesaling, and I don't even feel like I've touched the scratch the surface as far as wholesaling goes. Mm-hmm. Um, like I want to. But you you're doing I mean? your thing, cause how old are you, Donovan? If you don't mind me uh, asking. Twenty nine. 29 super duper young killing it killing it i mean that's why i said he's being like really modest about it but i mean you know i mean we've noticed like you know what you do and you know exactly and And that's why it was very important to have you on the show because like i said our last episode was about getting millennials into home buying getting generation z comfortable with the with the thought of even buying a home because it does seem like it's one of those far-fetched things however tiktok is making it look easier than what it is (laughs) (laughs) and hgtv show gotta love that zillow and (laughs) All the rest of those sites and TV shows, but we definitely want to make sure that our listeners know that it's easily it's easier more easily attainable than you would think. Right, right. And then you also have the perspective of an agent as well. Mm-hmm. Right, you know. Yeah. So it's not just an investor or a wholesale uh, perspective. It's um, someone who has a perspective of retail real estate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah so. bro, a well-rounded knowledge that was, base. That was really my goal. <laughs> like I wanted to, you know, be able to do everything mm-hmm. in real estate. You know what I mean? I wanted to be able to complete a wholesale transaction or, you know, to be able to recognize a deal because I know a lot of agents who, you know, may not, they might have a deal on their hands. They don't even know. They don't even know. know. They don't even know. <laughs> yeah. they have a deal do you know you have gold? Me on it, you know, so. I've been in that situation <laughs> before, so I feel like. <laughs> do you know you have gold? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, I've been in that situation before. I've helped, I've I helped a wholesaler yeah. make like 13 grand before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, they didn't know what they was doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They didn't know what they, they was didn't doing. They didn't know like until they met you. And that's why yeah, it's important yeah. to, you know, know people in the field that you want to be in, that you aspire to. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. exactly. So, um, I guess my next bit is, I guess, what would you say to maybe I'm 23 and I just got a, a, a lump sum of money. Maybe I got $10,000. Mm-hmm. I'm 23, just got $10,000. Um, I'm about to go to school, but I don't want to spend this $10,000 yet because I, maybe I need it to survive every day in school. But what would you say to that person as far as real estate investing? Should uh, I invest my $10,000 and flip it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to or, make or better yet, just somebody that has some money and some they're money. like, I need to, I need to do something like, you know, I put that scenario that out there because of so the, much. yeah, I get <laughs> yeah. that call so much. And mm-hmm. it's like, again, it's going back to. I hate to go back say the same thing again, but like it literally goes back to what is your goal? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? To grow this ten thousand yeah. dollars exactly. ASAP. Like, so what you, would you suggest? Like, I'm saying, if you, you want to grow it ASAP, yeah. like some people they want to grow it ASAP, but they really want to grow it passively. Mm-hmm. They don't want to put no work in. That's so true. like mm-hmm. again, it goes back to what you really want to do. You want to grow it, or you if you really want to grow it fast, you have to look for an active income source. Yeah. And with ten thousand dollars, you only really have one choice. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you can't fix. I'm, I'm not gonna say you can't. The biggest thing you're going to do with the $10,000 is probably get some type of uh, education, just mm-hmm. to be honest. Whether you, you know, because what I did, I probably had $10,000 and I b- bought education with it. And that wasn't the right. I mean, nothing's the right thing to do when you start off. So, like, <laughs> just do something with that 10000 Either buy yeah. some education from somebody right. or, I mean, you could dump it into marketing. I could tell you to dump it into marketing. Mm-hmm. But if you dump it into marketing, you don't really know what to do with it. Maybe you catch a deal. Maybe you don't catch a deal. Mm-hmm. But if you don't catch a deal, you back to square one. And it's like, you just, you know what I mean? So like $10,000, I would just, you just focus on the education. Don't even spend that money right now. You don't even know what to do with that $10,000 mm-hmm. for real. Like focus on the education. Try to 
be as cheap as possible yep. on spending that money because you don't know what to do with that money. Like, mm-hmm. you don't know what to do with the $10,000. I blew that $10,000 on education <laughs> from somebody who didn't even educate me. So so let's just you know say I, mean? so, um, I have more than $10,000 because I, I get calls right. from, my, from clients. And, you know, I'm, I got, um, let's say, uh, $30,000, $50,000. Um, what would you suggest um, 30 and up? That's yeah. what I now. That's when you're looking like you probably want to be. I would suggest to be a buy and hold investor. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably your safest strategy. And if your goal is passive income, then that thirty thousand dollars is gonna be able to get you maybe you know maybe you could buy your first single family home with that, mm-hmm. and you could put ten thousand dollars into it for renovations, and maybe it's worth sixty thousand dollars now. You could refi- uh, cash out, refinance, and you can rent it out to a tenant. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you make some passive income from it. Um, but you, you know, if you wanted to, I mean, you could fix and flip a property, but I always don't recommend fixing and mm-hmm. flipping because it's so hard. Yeah. Like, and it's, you know what I mean? With $30,000, you can't, I'm not going to say you can't do it. You're going to get some more money. You're going to get some more money. You probably don't have to partner. Do you think wholesaling? Yeah, you can do it. You, but the thing is, you don't need a lot of money to wholesale. Mm-hmm. Wholesale is a skill. You know what I mean? So it's like, almost like doing real estate. It's just like doing real estate. It's like the same thing. Mm-hmm. You just. But I would think, you say it's more beneficial to wholesale as a real estate agent? Because that's the that's the. I think so. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't know that until I came to front page because mm-hmm. I was like, going from where I was at before, mm-hmm. I didn't want to go through the brokerage to do my wholesale deals. I know this might be over the listeners' heads, but I didn't want to go through the brokerage to do my wholesale deals because I'm like, man. I got to pay. You know what I mean? So <laughs> Got to pay that fat check. Yeah, I got to pay that check. So, like, <laughs> yep. you know, front I didn't want to go to it. But with Front Page, <laughs> I get the chance to, you know, do my wholesale deals through the brokerage. And the benefit is you're doing it by the books. You're getting mm-hmm. seller disclosures. You're supposed to have lead-based paint disclosures when yep. you're selling the house. It's certain things that you're supposed to have that most, probably 90% of wholesalers don't do. Mm-hmm. Um, and they probably won't never get in trouble for it. But it's still good to have the compliance right because just in case if something does come back. Right. You know, you want to be able to, have, you know, be protected. Got your eyes and crush your teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. You want to make sure that no legal issues will come about. Yeah. But so the educate, I'm, I, when y'all say that, I, what I'm trying to stress is the education is the most important it factor. Is. It's literally it the is. most important factor because I know people who operate with not a lot of money mm-hmm. and they can still get it done. You exactly. know what I mean? The money doesn't matter. The resources don't really matter. The money's it's, up here. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You can go and get it. You know what I mean? Some people might have $30,000, but they don't have any credit. That's mm-hmm. tough. You know what I mean? If you got $30,000, you can invest with a conventional loan, or you mm-hmm. can purchase that $30,000 property, put $20,000 into it, and refinance. That's, and that's right. the mm-hmm. buy, rent, re, you know, repeat. Exactly. Um, so it's so many different strategies, so many different ways to do Back it. Back it up. You just you gave somebody the, you free. <laughs> you just gave somebody a gym and just like breezed by it. You just like you education. You though. can <laughs> run that back. Okay. Run so, that back, table. <laughs> you can do. Okay. You said thirty thousand dollars. So you have thirty thousand dollars. You can you know purchase a property. Let's right. say you purchase a property in Detroit for thirty thousand dollars. Um, let's say it needs about ten thousand dollars. And I want to shout out Ashley Hamilton too because she's like the queen of doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with her. Uh, Detroit Detroit Investor is her name on Instagram. Yeah. Um, she's she's like the queen. She got like 20 of these. I'm not going to, you know, I, I knew about the buy, rent, repeat strategy, but I think that I learned so much firsthand from her. Um, seeing her do it, it motivated me. But um, back to what I was saying, you can purchase a house, let's say in Detroit for $30,000, um, put $10,000 into that house, $20,000 probably more like it. Um, and that house is worth maybe sixty, seventy thousand dollars. The bank's willing to, you know, you know, refinance that property after a seasoning period of about six months. Meaning, you buy the house in January, and in June you can put a mortgage on that property. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll give you like eighty percent, or depending on the bank, they'll give you seventy percent of the loan value. So if the home was estimated at around sixty thousand dollars, they might be giving you forty, forty-five thousand dollars cash back. So the money that you put into the pop- property, you'll be getting it back mm-hmm. and you can rent that property out um, at a rate that's a lot higher than a $50,000, $60,000 mortgage. You might be paying $300, $400 for that mortgage, but mm-hmm. you can put a tenant in there for $850. And, and you, it you pays know, for itself. It pays for itself. And then she reinvests that money back into another property. Project. That's mm-hmm. the repeat part comes in. So, Wow. 
Wow. That's what a lot of like out of state investors do, and they reach out mm-hmm. to me to do. And I sold a couple of those deals that people were like, you know, they they doing their thing with these deals. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, exactly. I, I hope people are listening to this episode. Exactly. This is like good money, man. Like, you know, at the time I would have bought it, but I'm gonna sell it to you for now. I'm gonna make this little money now, but eventually, you know, I'll be in a position to be able to purchase the same properties. But mm-hmm. then that's why I say the knowledge is the most important thing because you can have all the resources. And you're still going to probably need somebody to help you coach you through the first deal or coach you through the process. So if you can partner with somebody or if you can piggyback off of somebody who already has that knowledge or experience and you can bring maybe some of the resources or Mm -hmm. the money to the table, then, you know, that'll be a benefit to them. You know what I mean? So kind of help where you can if you got the money without the knowledge. But the knowledge is the power. Mm-hmm. Because, um, like, for instance, I do know people who, you know, get left houses, like, you know, maybe someone passes away and they right. inherit a house. Right. Or, you know, they maybe just went out on a on a whim and invested with their friends in a house that may be five hundred dollars or something really cheap. And they don't know necessarily what to do with the house next. So I, I, I want to bring that up because I want to mention different ways that that they can either flip that house and make a profit or um, rent that house out. Just just get it income making, um, because a lot of people don't necessarily what, know what to do with a house after they have a house. Right. Right. So what would you suggest to someone who gets landed a property? <laughs> yeah, if you get and you don't know what to do with it, but you you know, you want to make sure that it's. Let's that say you inherit a property yeah. or, you know, and just don't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. If I inherited a property and I didn't know what to do with it, I mean, I would probably call a licensed real estate agent. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I would probably call a licensed real estate agent first, personally, you know what I mean? To okay. see, you they know. Call you. Yeah, call me, you know what I mean, if you needed that. But I would probably call a licensed real estate agent first. Um, just because, like I said, you're probably going to get more money if you list it, yeah. if, if you didn't want to do anything to it. Right. But it just, it really depends on the property because, you know, that property might have potential to flip, mm-hmm. but it might not. Yeah. So like, it really depends on the true. property exactly. and it might be in an area where it's a good rental area and you might just want to liquidate it to a wholesaler mm-hmm. because it's just too much for you to be able to try to renovate it and, you know, get it rental ready. So it kind of depends on the property. So you definitely want to reach out to somebody who's a professional or again, it goes back to reach out to somebody who has that knowledge. If you don't have that knowledge, then you won't know what to do with it. You won't know what to do with mm-hmm. it. Right. You'll fumble the ball. Exactly. Fumble the bag. The bag. Right. You definitely <laughs> fumble the bag. People, some people get some crazy bags. I'm like, yeah, you can't fumble the they bag. Fumble it. They, I didn't seen wholesale deals where they didn't inherited something that they didn't know what they got. Like what? Mm-hmm. And they uh, sold it for way less. Mm. Or they like, it's just like, ah. Yeah, you, mm. you got something. You don't even know what to do with it. Exactly. And it's just funny because that's actually, and that's why I like that you mentioned, um, Contacting a professional, but definitely contact a professional who has your best interest at heart, because even me and you worked on a deal where um, the client was inherited a house Mm -hmm. and um, the house is maybe worth sixty thousand dollars in a pretty, a pretty, pretty nice neighborhood in Detroit because it's in a pocket where they're starting to do a lot of development um, over near like Grand Boulevard area Mm -hmm. um, and like between like it was like Boston Edison and Russell. Yeah, it was a it was a pretty nice area. Yeah, it was a nice community. Streets like. uh, Lawrence and Blaine, those kind of streets. Mm-hmm. And um, this necessar- this client, she inherited the house. She didn't know what to do with it. But instead of me just saying, hey, you can list it with me and I can get a commission, I said, well, you, we could do that and you can make money. But also see if you want to get an equity home credit line and see if you may want to flip the property right. and maximize your profit. Okay. Do you want to, oh, yeah, yeah. or do sure. you want to still keep the property and live in it yourself so that you don't have to pay rent, and rent over here? Right. Or do you want to re- rehab it and, and, Rent it out yourself to someone else and create right. wealth for yourself because this person was an entrepreneur. So I just played all those different scenarios in her head before she just went ahead and said, hey, I want to sell it. And just get this check. Exactly. Like you can pay me or exactly. You can pay me or you can do XYZ. And that's the and that's the key is you know, finding somebody that is not just gonna just finesse you out the property. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So So I wanna ask you guys a question though too. Like all right. Okay. What are your, you know, individually, what are you guys' goals as far as going forward with real estate investment? You know what I mean? What do you guys want to do? You know, what is your strategies? Are you guys looking to be passive investors, active investors? I know you guys are active. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, active income coming from real estate, but what do you guys ultimately see yourselves or see yourself doing? Well, 
Well, I would say it's a little bit of both for me. Right now, I do not desire to be a landlord. Someone asked me that on Instagram yesterday, and it was because I posted a property that I'm flipping in Bay City and or Bangor Township, and uh, they were like, okay, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to fix it up? And Because I was cleaning out the property. The house was a hoarder house. Like, mm-hmm. I'm telling you. I saw you. that. I yeah, that. it mm-hmm. had, I was on my story. It had literal, literal garbage filled up to the ceilings of yeah. stuff. Like, it was just yeah. disgusting. My brothers cleaned it out for me. And underneath it all, it was a rat <laughs> that, oh, <man>. that came <laughs> out on. <laughs> the ice is on the cake. You're right. You got some <laughs> Shout out to them. I would have talked to them. Shout out to Brazil and Lon. Y'all did that. Not in your rehab budget. <laughs> <laughs> the clean out wasn't in your rehab budget. I thought that. No, it wasn't in the budget. I just got. You just put brother loyal next to that. team members, right, aka cool. family, right. who helped me out. And uh, like I said, I don't necessarily desire to be a landlord with this current climate, mm-hmm. but I will continue to buy and flip houses. You know, necessarily, I don't necessarily fix up the house. I'll maybe get it to the point where someone else will want to take take on past the torch or, you know, take it on and want to do those fixes for themselves. So this house in particularly, it does need some work. However, I cleaned yeah. out the mess. Exactly. So at least it's a clean it. slate for the next person who wants to take the next steps to maybe do the roof or put in new windows right. or t- pull up the carpet and redo the floors. Right. So I got it to the point where they can reimagine it. Right. I call it. Prehab. Yeah, prehab. Yeah, prehab. Ooh. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I got new term. New, new term, prehab. right? I like that. <laughs> I like that. I know you have experience uh, with, you know, doing your own fix and flips and stuff like that, too. So, mm-hmm. so, so yeah. that's what I like to do. I just like yeah. to buy it real cheap and put it right back on the market. Exactly. Right now, I don't desire to be a landlord because of my own personal reasons right now. I don't necessarily like the headache of dealing with too many other people. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's me personally. Yeah. But eventually, maybe I may have the stomach for it. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, I feel you. It's a big thing. It yeah. is. It has to be, like, you have to be committed to it. You have to be committed to it. And I don't want to be what's considered a slumlord. I want to nah. have a place where, you know, I w- would like to live. I don't want anyone to lay their head in somewhere that wouldn't feel like a reflection of me. Exactly. And me, I think about things too hard. And if I have grand encounters, I want my tenants to have grand encounters, mm-hmm. too. Right, right. They're gonna hey. be, yeah. real though. and we mentioned this I, yeah. last episode. Mm-hmm. We, they, we would have the most expensive, you know, looking house and have tenants paying like eight hundred dollars. Y'all gotta check out Ashley Hamilton though. I know I dropped her name already, mm-hmm. but y'all really gotta check her out because I've seen her page. She yeah, puts Detroit, granite uh, in Detroit houses investor. for mm. tenants for rentals. You know what I mean? See? Like granite and t- like really does design. That's what I said. And they yeah. look really good. And I also think that mm-hmm. um, you know. Obviously, the, the love that the, the landlord puts into it, the tenant feels that. Exactly. And they want to maintain it. And they want to maintain exactly. that. It's yeah. the loyalty. You know, hey, yeah. I'm investing this like, in the wow. property. Can you, you really, you it? really, you know what I mean? I want to make sure that this is like pristine mm-hmm. and, exactly. and, and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, for just, me, I think I want to do a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I think eventually I want to do be a landlord. But also, you know, I had this uh, whole design, interior, <laughs> decorating thing that I kind of want to do too but um I think uh what I want to get and the money that I want to dump into it to, to make it whatever right. it because it, it has to make sense from a business standpoint mm-hmm. so that's where I'm kind of at with it right now so yeah. ultimately you, you want to flip but you just don't want to do flip you, you want to make money I want to do a little bit of everything you <laughs> right. know what I mean I, I want to do fix and flips mm-hmm. I want to um be a landlord I think later on but I think where I'm at right now is maybe being, I'm more interested in wholesaling. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Um, I feel that. And, and, and learning more about that. Exactly. For sure. For sure. Yeah, for sure. yeah I'm, yeah. I'm kind of in the same point. Like, I want to, I'm focusing on active income and fixing flipping is not the active income goal for me. Mm-hmm. Just because I've worked with so many fixing flippers. And honestly, it's just the headache. Like, I would rather sell a list in a month than, it, you know and, what I'm saying? And, like, and I'd rather do. Yeah. something else than to do that yeah. but i do want to do it just because it's cool yeah you know what i'm saying it's sweet you can't do you know it because I mean? it's cool you gotta do it because the money like i said in, 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 and i think that even with your own personal mm-hmm. investments you're really good at that you know mm-hmm. what i mean mm-hmm. because i i would be like at the house every day like are we on budget you mm-hmm. know it's are you are you arriving to work are, are you doing this are you doing that or are the countertops you know mm-hmm. and, and i'll be honest or, right know, now with covid going on it's, it's been hard. really tough to find contractors yeah. and yeah. for them to do the work and do the work on time. on time i mean heck even for my own house i had a plumber come out like 
every day this week because he had to go and do the next project because my project was taking too long. So it's Mm -hmm. really hard to get people committed to what you've got going on, even if you pay them top dollar and buy them lunch and take them to the job. Well, they're also a lot lot of them are like a busy too. It's another that's another thing, too, is, you know, um, just because of how the market is, mm-hmm. you know, because of how the market is. And there's a lot of work to be done and not a lot, a lot of, of people licensed who can do yeah, it. That's we need thing more too. licensed yeah. contractors, contractors here in Michigan. Uh, people like, who we, we're lacking people with trade <laughs> nah, skills. We're lacking it's, people with trade skills yes, right now. Yes, it's terrible. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and we need electricians. Doctors. We need <laughs> plumbers. And it's, almost, and it's almost like you have to hire a project manager. Exactly. I mean, especially in our line of work, too, because, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's another thing, too, is we're mm-hmm. all busy. So right. we might not necessarily have the time to be at the property every single day, making sure that every little thing is being done. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like, is, exactly. is that something I necessarily want to take on I mean, on even with, moment, like, you know? if I invest in a house that is further away from me, like my house in right, Baker in Township. City. I'm using another realtor in Bangor Township. I'm not about to list my own house because right. I'm not about to drive back and forth right. to Bay City. I would rather pay that money, whatever it may be, and have somebody oversee it and make sure that it's getting done. But from an and investor standpoint, that's another thing, too, mm-hmm. is like uh, working with a really good realtor is mm-hmm. invaluable. It is. You know what I mean? Sure. Pay them the commission. Mm-hmm. And let them do their thing. Exactly. Because they're going to get it done. They want to get, get paid. They want to mm-hmm. make sure that, you know, the, the product that they're advertising is getting sold because, of course, that gets them right. more business, right? Yep. So they they want to see you win just like you want to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like I said, even if it's for me personally, I would even use an agent. Me for, too. Like, I'm an agent and I use an agent. Yeah. You would. You might and he's would. great. His name is Ali Smith. <laughs> and he's great in Bay City. And yeah, I would definitely, I would definitely suggest it. No matter who you are, if you're thinking about real estate, definitely contact a realtor. Right. Yeah. Contact a mentor or whoever it may be that is doing, actively doing what you want to do. do. So I have a question, kind of just segueing to another topic, but um, Jay, from an investor standpoint or, or from your experience working with investors, what do you think are some of the neighborhoods that are maybe the best neighborhoods to invest in? Mm, best neighborhoods to invest yeah. in. I mean, I guess, I guess it goes back to your strategy again. You know what I mean? He said like, y'all can't hey. have too much free game now. No, no, no. I'm saying go back to your strategy because if you're a buy and hold investor, because I know I know you men- mentioned uh, mirror growth. That, so that's Fitzgerald. That would be more so. Well, I mean. You could go fix and flip or buy a hole in those okay. areas. You know what I mean? Like any, any. So, okay. All right. Okay. Let me be more specific. Right. So let's, let's do both. Let's right. do uh, fix for fix and, and flip. Fix and flip. Okay. So fix and flip is going to be an area that you're going to see after repair value, meaning after you repair the home, it's going to be worth at least a hundred thousand dollars. Like I wouldn't fix and flip anywhere where the after repair value isn't at least a hundred thousand dollars. So, so you're not trying to tell me the areas. <laughs> Hold no, on. No, no, like, so those areas, <laughs> so those areas, we all know. He said areas. those my areas. <laughs> well, no, we no, all no, don't man. know. You know what I mean? No, this is for like the viewers. No, I'm going to throw the main areas out there, you know, like East English village, mm-hmm. Rosedale park. Um, you know, if you, if you got all the money, you can go to Boston Edison and flip. Uh, and this is just Detroit. Of course, you can flip in the suburbs, but just in Detroit. But Detroit, yeah. We, talking about we have a great market for it. I'll yeah, be honest. Uh, yeah, we do. The little pocket behind Mary Grove College. That little pocket. <laughs> but it's a little pocket. You got to know the streets too, though. Uh, if, if you want to go like in there, you don't, you don't have to it's go into that. But if you, but you heard them. But no, but in Detroit, <laughs> yeah. though, it's like a block by block basis. Mm-hmm. So like. You might be and looking don't at understand that exactly. the values they, yeah, they differ even switch. block by block. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. crazy, yeah. So like I could tell you a neighborhood, but you might be on Kentucky instead of Prairie. So Kentucky's a little bit lower on the value side. So you know you gotta you gotta do your due diligence in any neighborhood. But you're looking at neighborhoods that are at least a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. You can look on Zillow and find out what's selling for over a hundred thousand dollars in the area. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if you want to fix and flip in Detroit, don't fix and flip somewhere. Don't think you're gonna spend. I'm going to drop $20,000 on a house, $20,000 renovation. I'm going to sell it for $150,000. You're not going to do that. It's probably going to be closer to like a 30% return on however much money you actually put into the property. Mm-hmm. So, so Rosedale Park, words, yeah. Bagley, uh, East English Village. Um, I guess people flipping in, uh, oh, what's that one? Rob Watson Edison is another one. Like, uh, uh, LaSalle, LaSalle Gardens. Gardens. LaSalle Gardens, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, 
Do you see like a Jefferson Chalmers? Jefferson Chalmers. That's what I was gonna say. Jefferson Chalmers. That's a really small, like specific. Yeah. Little one. Not Island, a lot of people Island know about View. it unless you know about it. Yep. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. Island, Island View, View is like one that's coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I've lost houses in Island, Island View. That Island View is right now. Fire. Uh, yeah. Then you get Grandma. I had Rose a house on Fisher and Fields that just gave away for like six and ten thousand dollars. What's the other one, man? It's another one that's like East Side. That's not. East English Village, but Morningside. 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 I just saw one for like two fifty in Morningside. Yeah. I was he was like, coming what? back. Conant Gardens too on the east side. I've, yeah, I, I I don't even know where that's at. It's in the four two three four, like on out on the other side of uh, East Seven Mile, yeah. then uh, Outer Drive. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's not on the Outer Drive side, but it's on the other side of East Seven Mile. Mm-hmm. And then anywhere on Outer Drive. That's like nice houses. Oh yeah, houses. of course. I mean, Outer Drive just in <laughs> general. Outer Drive, it's fire. Outer Drive, you could be. It's fire. Outer Drive, East Outer Drive, West Outer Drive, anywhere on Outer Drive. Yeah. Like it seems like it's nice houses somehow. <laughs> Even the small houses on night, like on they like go. Outer yep. Drive and like Southfield. Like I saw mm-hmm. one over there, and it's like that house is nice. Like that house is the little bungalow. It's a nice house. But. It's like one of those areas that like never change. It's like a Detroit yeah, staple. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's it's funny. I saw a meme right, and they were talking about just Outer Drive, and they were saying like the old people, like on Outer Drive, the older people. They don't want to sell their houses. <laughs> Man, no. Nah, no. Sure. Nah, no, they, they no. like where they at. No. It's, 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 nah, d- sure. I but mean, you know what's another yeah. area that's like that too, where a lot of people don't move? Aviation sub in Detroit. Yes. The 4204. No one moves from aviation sub. Oh, yeah. No that's one no moves. sales over there. And then as oh, soon as. Like, no. Oakland Boulevard, Boulevard does run into aviation sub. you had sub. your listing. You, know, aviation you had a listing and you sold a listing. Yeah, Road. I sold it. Yep, yeah, Joy Road. That's like um, the Joy Road. But it's like the Dearborn kind of side of it. Like I had a house over there on, I had a house on Oakman and mm. over in aviation, but I also had a house on, um, what's the street? Lindsay yep. and aviation sub. And that house, um, that house sold like, like within a matter of 10 days. And that Oakman Boulevard listing maybe had like, 50 showings mm. or whatever. You had a lot of I, had I did an open house for that. It was ridiculous. And no crazy. one wanted it wasn't to even like updated or nothing. Not, no one it wasn't. My homie had a flip on but that. But it was one. really it was clean. But it was clean. It was clean. The kitchen was moderately updated and it was a huge wide it, ranch. It was a ranch. It was a sprawling ranch. And yeah. a lot of people like wide ranches and it had a four car garage. Mm. Yeah. Where you where can you get a four, four car, car garage at for $120? Or $120,000 in Detroit. So that was it right there. Yeah, it was it was the four car garage. It was the four car garage. That's all you gotta say. Four car garage and a master bathroom. Mm, It wasn't the four car garage. It was the four car garage. It was the four (laughs) car garage. garage, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, but no, that area. You're right. Like people don't sell. People don't sell. You never see. I have a listing coming up. Yeah, he does. On Oakman Boulevard? Yep. And the aviation side. It's a split level. Aviation side. And speaking of Oakman Boulevard, even the um, part that runs into Russell Woods, like the Livernoy part of Oakman Boulevard, is really coming back right now. They're Mm. seeing a lot of houses that are jumping up. That's where he saw, that's where my friend um, saw his, was on Livernoy's and Oakman Mm. Boulevard. Livernoy's and Oakman. He had a flip over there. Yep, that's a very really good. That's a really good area to look into for the forty two thread in general with Russell Woods. So yeah, mm-hmm. those are we we just gave Russell, you a whole map a of Detroit. Of the, mm-hmm. Yeah, Russell Woods. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about Russell Woods. And even even the surrounding areas. I actually have a um, deal right now on Santa Rosa. Mm-hmm. It's a multifamily, um, and it's just right outside of Russell Woods. Oh yeah, I have a deal right now on yeah, Tyler Street, right outside mm-hmm. of Russell. Oh Woods. my god, hold on, what is, what's that one about? I sold two on Tyler. It's about sixty thousand. It's a two family flat. Yeah. I got a buyer for it for sure. Oh no, I just sold it. Oh, like sold we it. closed <laughs> on it. This house is gone. I saw the it's already, it's it's already out of here. I'm not talking about it. I sold a duplex on Tyler for sixty thousand. And I sold just sold a triplex on Tyler. Hmm. For like forty eight, but it needed a lot more renovation. Mm. But yeah, that's a good one. That was our. That's one of the ones that's like, oh my god, those are cash cows. Mm. Like everybody that bought that house on that street. But the thing is, a lot of people don't pay attention to like the auctions. You know, a lot of people don't pay attention to auctions, and a lot of these houses that you see on the market right now. A lot of times it was in the auction. It's you know? in the auction. You're not going to find it auction. on market. You're not going to find yeah. it on the land bank. I get a lot of things in auctions. Auction. Yeah. And not just auctions here in Detroit specifically, but auctions all over. There are auctions 
not just in Detroit. There are tax auctions all over Michigan. All over. The, the property that you just purchased. <laughs> yeah. In Bay City. Bay City. So there are auctions everywhere. You know, Detroit is great. I love this market right here to flip. But a lot of people are sleeping in on tax auctions in other areas as Definitely. well. And yeah. just auctions, period, in other areas. But, of course, Detroit's the main character, right? Mm-hmm. So sure. everyone is definitely. And those are really good for just purchasing and right. then putting it on yeah. market. But Detroit is so vast and big. Yeah. So there's something for everyone. I like to say that. it's. I mean, we have a huge city from east right. to west to north to south, right? Mm-hmm. So I got a question. What do you think about Highland Park? I mean, oh, God, I love Highland Park. I would buy and hold in Highland Park right now. I wouldn't mm-hmm. flip in Highland Park. You know, I wouldn't do anything yeah. where you think that the return is going to come in tomorrow. Um, that would be like a long term strategy investment you remember island park is selling for two hundred thousand right now we saw a that. listing yeah. I see that, but i wouldn't still rebutted. wouldn't flip there you know what i mean like okay i don't know the market enough mm-hmm. to be like oh yeah like i don't know that if it was that street or if it's that like four I mean, that block radius mm-hmm. fire it might be that four <laughs> so, block radius you know that what no I mean? one else Where, like <laughs> you know what i mean like i can't speak yeah. on it because highland park when i go to highland park Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, or what I know about a Highland Park. But you know what? A, a lot of, especially a lot of out of town investors are buying and holding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Buying and holding. But I'm saying, if you go, if you like, really pay attention in Highland Park, you'll see licensed places from Pennsylvania, right. from New York. I just showed a property from last, everywhere, was it last but week. Here, it was yeah, a, it was a um, last week. I showed a property. 60,000. Mm-hmm. The street was amazing. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Highland Park is definitely, like I said, I like to call it Detroit's sister city because the houses are very similar to Boston yeah, Edison. Yeah, they do got those old mm-hmm. historic those homes. Those old historic yeah. homes that everyone loves. They're huge. They're beautiful. They have that character it and re- remodeled, right? You know what? It reminds Baby. me of... Top, top, tip, top. It, and, I, and I talked about this in a, uh, a couple, I think maybe a couple episodes back. There's a, um, a subdivision in Pontiac. Mm-hmm. Called oh, yeah. Seminole Hill, mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah, it's a historic, historic uh, street, and and that's what Highland Park kind of mm-hmm. reminds me of, like some of those streets. It re- some reminds of those me of Seminole Hill. Everyone has their... some of them though. Yeah, yeah. you like nah. <laughs> some of them you like nah. Some, <laughs> a lot of a lot of areas has that historic that yeah. historic district. Like I've even like went because I was thinking about investing in Flint, and they have an area similar to that too. Yeah. That reminds me almost identical to Rosedale Park. It's yeah. a little bit yeah. weird. But you get into these pockets and learn about them. And I feel like it's important to definitely take a trip to wherever you're going to invest and ride the blocks, ride the streets. Learn you the know, area. Learn the area. Google, at least Google Street View. Stop at a restaurant. At least Google Street, least Google Street View. Google Street View. Stop at a restaurant. I mean, I met an investor when I stopped at Detroit Vegan, at Detroit Vegan Solo on Grand River. You know, because mm. he stopped at a restaurant, wasn't from here. He was from like Ohio or he said he never been to Detroit. I'm like, OK, well, you like literally live right underneath right. us. You've never been here. He's like, yeah, but everyone told me to try this vegan spot. So we right. talked about real estate forever. And next thing you know, we're he's going to be my eventual client. So That's what's up. you never know who you're going to meet when you're out and about in these places because these people are stopping and getting to know the neighborhoods. Definitely. Right. Right. Everybody. I grew up in Rosedale and it's like I go back to Rosedale. I'll be like. It's not the same. Like, <laughs> it's not the same Rosedale that I grew up in. This is not in. the same, same. Rosedale. This, this is different. I didn't... This is different now. This is yeah. different now. You know what I'm saying? It, it's but, crazy. Detroit, in general, is just different. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, yeah. a good, it's, it, it's good to see um, mm-hmm. that the values are starting yeah. to... Uh, reflect i guess what they should have been mm-hmm. right all the time you yeah. know what i mean exactly yeah. we should have never though. had two dollar houses yeah that's you real know though. you know because we all knew or you should have waited until yeah. i had the money exactly <laughs> if it was gonna happen it should have happened right now when well, i can buy I like adult, 50 of them boys wait till i know all the information then you could then you could do what you wanted to do then you could have did with that and i could have bought it but it's all throughout the city it's crazy because even where my mom stays um well, you know, I grew up um, Seven Mile and Greenfield area. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, you know, kind of near the Southfield border, yeah. Detroit border. And even over there, um, going towards Eight Mile, um, it's, it's just, it, it's surprising to see mm-hmm. how things have changed. The values have changed. Because yeah. um, I, I sold a house over there um, a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was the highest selling, you know, listing at the mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. you know, in the area. See? Um, and it's just... Just I remember that. I remember when you saw that one. Yeah. I remember that one. 
Yeah, yeah it's definitely, you know, becoming different. I mean, even where I grew up, I grew up on Jerwood and Artesian. So mm-hmm. <laughs> the area over there, I mean, the houses are definitely starting to see like 80,000 and 90,000. There's a lot of bungalows, yes. three bedrooms, yeah. two baths. You know what I mean? And well-made brick homes. Well-made brick homes. I showed a property over there like actually Cody school. Uh, not too long ago. Mm-hmm. And it was completely renovated bungalow. Mm-hmm. And, and it was around that price. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 80, 90. So it's definitely yeah. pretty interesting to see the price because when we sold our house, it was like thirty thousand. Like, mm-hmm. but now those same, my my same house probably could have went for a hundred because it was 000. a big bungalow. Yeah. It was like the the two sided bungalow with an upstairs and a basement with a mm-hmm. fireplace. It's a nice house, den, big backyard, two car garage. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> the nicest house on the block. The house. One of the nicest because we had a lot of yeah, of old school neighbors and they kept their houses up really really nicely. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. yeah, I'll take that for thirty thousand right now. Mm, me too. I would take thirty thousand today <laughs> if I could buy that house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Return the yeah. Turn definitely. the clock back. Yeah. Turn the clock Man, back. I'm definitely hold it. Buying everything. Mm-hmm. I would have just known. I would have mm-hmm. just held it. So, that's the thing. That's everything though. Like yeah, I would have bought Apple stock ten years ago, or you know what I mean. Like exactly. I would have known, but mm-hmm. but it's different now to like. Back then, you didn't have the knowledge, the know-how. I didn't, I, I, I did not have the knowledge mm-hmm. or the resources or none of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like I, I wouldn't seen even think it. about it. Mm-hmm. Honestly, yeah. I wasn't. Oh, I can I can buy this and get and money. And I can say that four years ago too. Like <laughs> I can say that three years ago mm-hmm. when I first started, and I can say that a couple years ago mm-hmm. when I had some of these deals, where it's like, I know it's a good deal. I know I know in my heart it's a good deal. I know I'm selling it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. I know this is a good deal, but I'm still selling it to somebody else for a small commission because I just don't have the resources or you know, whatever the case may be. Um, and it's like, you know, or I just need that money right now. You know, I need that money right now. And it's like, I'm going to sell this deal. You know what I mean? I'm not going to try to flip it or keep it for myself or figure out how to do that. Mm. But um, I think it takes that to be like, you got to sell a couple of deals to people and see them get them really good deals to be like, all right, I can't just let you get everything. I can't just, let, yeah. I can't just sell all the good stuff. I can't just, yeah. You know what I mean? Because people call me, they be like, "Yeah, I just want to get 20. Uh, I'll be like, "Bro, if I can find that, I would buy it. I would buy it. You know what, <laughs> what I mean? Like, I would buy that deal ten times. You know what I mean? I'm looking for, I'm looking for it right now. You know what exactly. I mean? So don't think that I'm going to work magic for you. The market is not that easy. You got to work to get your deals, and you got to make sure that you get a good deal. Um, it's like I like to purchase. compare real estate to almost. Like, well, it is owning a business, owning a store, you know, you're not going to share to everyone who your distributors, who your distributors are, because you want to have the best price in the market, you know? So if I'm a store, I'm not going to tell you I get my, my soda from Pepsi in, I don't know, Zimbabwe, because, (laughs) because they sell it to me for a dollar when, you know, the Pepsi distributor that you're getting from in wherever is selling it to you for $2. Right. So it's almost like you're giving up your source or giving up your sauce mm. when you're giving up um, the the deals that you're yeah. in capture. Yeah. I'm giving up those deals, man. I'm like, yo, this exactly. is going to make you money. This makes sense. They're like, oh, that's no brainer. I bet. Exactly. <laughs> they, don't, they don't really mind paying a commission or a wholesale fee mm-hmm. when it's a win-win situation. I only settle it if I can't buy it. <laughs> right, right, right. If I can't right. buy it, you if know. If I can't buy it, yeah. If I can't buy it, then I'll sell mm-hmm. it. And that's going forward now. So 2021, that's my goal though. Like definitely purchase more. Yeah, I was gonna say, what are your goals? Since you yeah, asked us our goals, yeah. Definitely want to purchase more. Um, I, I I started off wanting to fix and flip. I was like, yeah, I want to fix and flip. Mm-hmm. And I worked with so many fix and flip investors. I'm like, I saw that in like net balance sheets, and it's like it varies so much. So like for the right deal, I would flip it. Mm-hmm. But I just don't find it that often. It's, it's not, like a unicorn. It's a unicorn. Mm-hmm. It's a super unicorn, the right deal to flip, like. Cause you gotta, the right deal means that in my opinion, uh, I underestimate on the after repair value. I overestimate on the rehab cost and still try to get a discount on what my maximum allowable offer is on. And that's the right type of deal because if everything goes wrong, you still should walk away with something. Hmm. And I don't find many of those deals like that where you can beat it up and it still makes sense. Yes. Mm-hmm. If you can beat it up, it still makes sense. Then, and that's, that's rare. Got that from my mentor. Like he like, if you can beat it up and it still makes sense, that's going to be the one that you need to do. And I feel my first one, I don't want to get turned off. So I didn't want to flip too preemptively, you know, but goals wise, I just want to purchase my first, um, buy and hold. I'm looking to be a buy and hold investor. Uh, you know, I want to, 
I mean, honestly, I just want the passive. I just want to start building passive income. There's so much you can do. Like, mm-hmm. it's so sweet. Like you want to be on a, a yacht on a Tuesday. I wanna, exactly. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> I feel like that's what you right? see on Instagram. Right, and TikTok, exactly. I got some know? strategies that I'm not sharing because they're a little bit too um complex to break down and try to I don't even want to do that. It's but okay. That's you don't gotta goal. give away too, too much free much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, I wouldn't yeah. we would have to get lawyers in here and <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Jay told me. Jay told me. No, none of this is that investing advice at all. Don't sue me. Um, <laughs> but, this is a, but this is a podcast. I like to say here on our podcast, we take our realtor ha- hats off. Right. We take our investor hats off and we're talking mm-hmm. as individuals about individuals. real estate. Right. And I feel like that's what's so special about our po- our podcast because we all have this knowledge that we want to share with everyone. In our individual yeah. experiences and in our personal, you know, what we deal with in our personal lives. And we're taking that that hat off and just sharing, right. sharing <laughs> right. what we do with you. We're not necessarily taking it off, but we're sharing the knowledge that we have and have accumulated for many, many right. years. Because right. I've been at this since I was 18. I'm 25 now. Right. Right. <laughs> since, right. Well, dang, yeah, since right. birth, dang near. Because... Go sell this house, Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> You're six now. Right, exactly. Stop treating me like I'm the Michael Jackson of the Stop treating me like I'm the Michael Jackson of real estate. Uh, <laughs> so y'all not gonna play. <laughs> right. Embrace it, man. You gotta embrace it. Right. Yes. That's who you are. <laughs> but that's you know what I mean? But that's that's what we're doing here. We're giving you this information for free and we're like, we're super excited because this is this this for y'all. Yeah. This is for you. It, there's like, actual work that goes behind those Instagram work. posts. Like yeah. it's, it's a serious thing. It's so. a serious thing. We're literally helping people with their whether it be their investments, because buying your first home is your investment. Right. Buying your next home is your investment. Buying any home is an investment. Mm-hmm. Right. And we're trying to make sure that you do the right thing when you're acquiring it. We right. don't want you to 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 stretch yourself or you know grow broke. We want you to make money moves, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> that is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we want you to make money. We don't want you to lose money. Yeah, don't go broke trying to figure it out. And yeah, the don't purchase go broke. is where it's at. Like the purchase is where it's at. So mm-hmm. you don't make money when you sell the home. Technically, you do, but like if you buy it right, and I always recommend people, you know, even if you're flipping a property or whatever, if you buy it right, I, I recommend having multiple exit strategies. So you should have multiple ways where you can get your money back out of your investment. So if you bought a house and you know your goal was to fix and flip it and the market crashed totally you should still be able to rent that out and still be able to make your payments you know what i mean mm-hmm. you still should be able to find a way that you could liquidate it or um you know you should have multiple, even if you was to put a, a mortgage on it at that point and refinance it you get your money back at least you know what i mean and then you can still make payments on that mortgage and you can you know rent it out do whatever so having multiple extra strategies definitely any investment have multiple exit strategies. You know what I mean. That's, even if you, even if you buy your home, really good piece of advice. Even if you buy your home, you can be like, "Hey, I'm buying this home," and I talk to some of my people like, "Hey, this is your first house, but you might want to leave. This will be a good house to leave and then rent it out." You know what I mean, especially for what you pay for it. So that's another extra strategy where you don't have to sell your house mm-hmm. in six years if you wanted to move. You can mm-hmm. still rent it out. You can Airbnb it. Do other things. Yeah. Airbnb. Do you know how much Airbnb? money oh people God. make off Airbnb nowadays? Man. People are renting houses just to Airbnb portions of it. And that's what I tell my first time home, you know, home buyers is, you know, we have to make sure that this is a good investment. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. You're buying it right now from a first time home buyer standpoint. And, uh, you know, you might be emotionally attached to the purchase, but is it a good overall investment Mm -hmm. from a business standpoint? And don't forget, we're in real estate. And what do they say? The three things are location, location and location. That's it. I thought it was always be closing, Mm -hmm. but. Oh, that too. That's that's, that's our little show. real estate that, model. That's, that's between that's, that's between the agent. Like, no, <laughs> that's between the agent. <laughs> you know, location, location, location. But that right. depends on you know who you ask though, because I know yeah. people who bought a lot of property, didn't sell a lot of property, mm-hmm. but they own a lot of property still to this day, and it's mm-hmm. like. You know what I mean? That's but can why they get rid of that property because of the location? That's the thing. Oh, right. Look at it. Yeah, location is the <laughs> most was it a good important. In- location is the most important. <laughs> was it a good investment? You could buy 20 houses. In- was, but yeah. was it a good investment? Yeah. Auto land bank property. Be careful on the land bank, too. Mm-hmm. If you can just buy be, 20 houses and no one wants to live just there. be careful on the land bank. I, I mean, know people. Or if you buy a house and it needs 60000 in renovation. Like, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you bought it for a thousand dollars. It needs. But do you have sixty thousand dollars? It's only worth thirty five after mm-hmm. renovation. So like, you gotta be careful on the land bank. Make sure that you know the areas. Know what the after repair value is, Ooh. or at least estimate what it is, because. Oh, rehab costs too. Like, don't underestimate rehab costs. I love that you just mentioned that because <laughs> last episode we were talking about it's all about breaking down the math. Of course, we just mentioned location, location, location. Next thing, of course, is breaking down the math. Mm-hmm. Does it make sense mathematically? Do your is due the diligence. House, yeah, do your due diligence. Uh, before Ask you an agent in, yeah. of, about comps. If you don't know how to readily um, prepare your own comps using the real estate websites like Realtor.com mm-hmm. and Trulia, et cetera, definitely ask an agent, um, you know, how much is my house worth? How much is this house worth? What yeah, can I get for is, it? As is in rehab. After, what can I get? Rehab. Go look at yeah. it. Go have a contractor go with you. Yeah, you make sure that yeah. you know can break down the cost. You know, I I have seen so many people purchase stuff and they mm-hmm. get themselves tied up in stuff. That, Don't bite off more than you. And it's like, yeah, that's great. You own a home. That's awesome. You know, we always promote home ownership, but mm-hmm. the, it didn't make sense. That's yeah. bad investment. Yes. Bad investment. Oh, every investment is not a good investment. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Bad investment. Mm-hmm. And overestimate the rehab costs. Yes. Overestimate. Always. Like, if you think that it's going to cost you $30,000, put a, just expect that your hot water, if you're in Detroit, expect your hot water tank and your furnace to get stolen. Like, you know what I mean? Not like, the hot water tank in the furnace. <laughs> oh, like, you got to put 5000 aside just for Rewind. that. Rewind. You know I mean? like, <laughs> cut that out. No, seriously though, like, if you're going to be investing in Detroit, you need to know the risks yeah, that come with it because that happens. Anything I just went happens. to the house today. And the lockbox wasn't open because I called, you know, I called the agent and they're like, yo, you know, they broke into it last night. You know, the hot water tank in the furnace is stolen. That's literally something you got to worry about. That is true. I, it's true. It's you, happening something you got to worry about so, in Detroit. Right. It's something you got to worry about. I so. had a deal that <laughs> right before closing, that's what happened. Yeah, but I, I mean, I've literally had that happen to me before, like right before closing. So that that's a good point. That's a good point. What happened? Uh, the hot water tank. Furnace. Oh, hot water tank and furnace. Yeah, yeah, it happened to me. I went to an inspection. Yeah. I went to an inspection, and my buyers was like, "They stole our furnace." <laughs> like, they, you don't even own this house yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Is that all of it? <laughs> this is really more. good, though, man. Yeah, like, we're gonna have to I buy like this. This is great. Yes. This is great. I like this one a lot. So, um, I don't know, Jay. Like, any last thoughts? Like, you know, any any last uh, pieces of information that you could? Uh, you gave us a lot too. Yeah, I mean, you've, you've literally given, given us, us a so lot, much, but you know, and I feel like it's a stretch for us to ask for more. No, but no, we. No, no. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to pull it. Don't out, charge like, us now. <laughs> no, please don't get the attorneys involved. <laughs> I like to help. I, I like you know. I like to. If, if anybody needs help, uh, all day Jay on Instagram, you can always reach out to me there. Um, just because I like to help people, because like I said in the beginning. I pay for a lot of education that mm-hmm. it kept me in the game because I'm like, I pay for this education, so I got to make it work. But it just wasn't necessary for me to pay all that money to just for them to tell me this stuff. You exactly. know what I mean? And I still didn't do nothing with it. You know, you still got to go out there and execute. So, like, the biggest thing is, just like, figure out what strategy you want to do and just try it. You might not even know. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was like, yo, I just wanted to do something. I left my job. You know what I mean? I'm like... Three years in corporate America, two years in the corporate America, three years since I've been in corporate America. And when I left, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just know I wanted to figure out some way to get some type of active income. I knew I couldn't. I, when I was in corporate America, I was focused on passive income because I'm like, I want to have passive income and place my income. But that didn't really work out that way. It takes so much capital. It takes time mm-hmm. and it takes capital for your passive income to really grow to the point where you're replacing your active income. Right. Mm-hmm. If you want to make $60,000 passively, you might need six hundred thousand dollars at ten percent a year yeah so you know if you can't get the active income to get up to that point mm-hmm. i mean you know you can it's ways around it but it's gonna be a lot more difficult for you so i wanted to focus on active income and you know i just wanted to learn everything about real estate just so that i could build up and just start you know get that foundation so i will always just say like i said reach out to somebody who's important you know that that's doing what you're doing or doing what you want to do and they can help guide you in that point. So, you know, reach out to me if you ever need any help or if you have any questions, I'm, I'm not going to charge you. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I always help everybody. <laughs> I love it because I love to say that there's so much free information out there and a lot of people just aren't like seeking it because we literally have... We're the generation that has everything right here. We have right. everything. We can reach out to whoever. We can Google whatever. And for people to, you know, 
reach out or pay for ten, tens of thousand dollars of for education on what we just talked about today. Like you said, things that people would pay a lot of money for today. Mm-hmm. I pay for it. Exactly. You I, I, I still will pay for <laughs> exactly. it. Like, don't get me wrong. I still will pay for but it. But definitely seek out those free yeah. avenues so that you can cut some of that it cost out. And I, and I love the fact that you said that you, um, even in times where you didn't spend money, you exchanged work for right. the mm-hmm. knowledge too. Yeah. Um and 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 that's something that I learned from people that have mentored me mm-hmm. is that you you know some you got to exchange some you know people you don't do something it ain't for free. Yeah, it ain't free. So, it's a limit to the freeness. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Be a sample. And, 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 and <laughs> I like can't I said, be giving you paragraphs every day. Right. Uh, exactly. <laughs> and you're, yeah. you're going to pay for it in some shape form or fashion. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know whether you it's monetarily or through sweat equity or so, experience and you bought the wrong deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's definitely just just get moving though. Trust me, I, I didn't pay for it too. I didn't so. pay for it, man. I didn't pay for it. I, I can't flew believe it. to get the knowledge that I needed. So, mm-hmm. but also the too, like the yeah. thing is, when you're new, like you don't know what you don't know. So, like that information, I'm not saying that information wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth it for me at that time. I could have elevated myself with that information later on and actually mm-hmm. did something with it. Versus starting off brand new, you kind of just. You're just like, what do I do next? Yeah, what you just kind of like, kinda just like, I feel like I need to know everything yeah, instead of the basics, timing is everything. Yeah. Yeah. Just focus on you know, some, just focus on something small and get yeah. started. You know first things I mean? first. First thing first, get yeah. started. Mm-hmm. Just get started and don't quit. Mm-hmm. That's my advice. Don't quit. Get started and don't quit. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, you're going to be successful. Persistent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're going to be Consistency successful. Consistency is key. Yeah. If you're not successful yet, then you're just not there yet. You just got to keep on going a little bit longer. So, yeah. Love All it. Right. I love it. Thank you so much. Yeah, Jay. no, we appreciate it. Because literally, great. Justin reached out to Jay today, y'all. Today, last <laughs> minute. Last and I know Jay was like, what? Like, what? Nah, that was last He minute. was we like, but it. how do I get a haircut and everything? Nah, yeah, it's, it didn't happen. <laughs> okay. I don't have a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I have a hat on. That's what <laughs> Do you? Because we, like I said, we weren't we weren't here to pick you. We we're here to pick your knowledge, and you know so much. And yeah. like I said, I, I do appreciate you for being here for free for free listeners. Uh, for yeah. free i appreciate we, we gave him no i appreciate that we gave him this man. though <laughs> yeah this is worth it right here this is worth the, yeah. the cost of admission I'm, I'm here for this exactly the screwball screwball which peanut is a butter, peanut butter whiskey, whiskey. again because it was delicious Great. oh my gosh it. i'm gonna Who be buying knew? it for, yeah. my, exactly. for myself clients yeah. expect this as a closing gift because yeah. this is good Fire. this is delicious i know yeah. you're gonna love it this is a good christmas gift screwball whiskey i love it love it our producer gave us this at take detroit and and this is this is great. Yeah. Yeah. So, all, all right. right. <laughs> no problem. It's been Keys and Cocktails. Yes, it's been an episode of Keys and Cocktails, episode nine. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, again, reach out to Jay Donovan at All Day Jay on Instagram, Jay Smith on Facebook, 313-595-4331. You can call me. Okay, local <laughs> number because he's here, it boosts the ground and doing the work. Yeah. All right. Thanks again, guys. Until thanks. next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.